Hello, I'm James Rutherford and this is a podcast from a recent session hosted by Herman Miller, a large international furniture company, with a discussion and conversation from Chris Kane, who's an author and ex-head of estates at the BBC and at Walt Disney. And the title of his talk was The Office is Not Obsolete, but Maybe the System Is. Some of the words are his, some of them are mine. But uh, he's began by talking about businesses, large and small, are changing fundamentally and quickly with this coronavirus pandemic. So are the traditional ways that people can work and study together. But the static environment of the workplace and how we typically function, our approach and our attitudes, haven't completely responded to these momentous changes. So what with the consequences of the COVID-19 area, what does that mean for this what with the consequences of the COVID-19 era, what does this mean for the workplace? Chris Kane did not suggest that the workplace is obsolete, nor will we see the death of the office just yet, as we'll always have a requirement for a space to work. But is our obsession with one physical place invulnerable, particularly as dispersed working is undoubtedly here to stay? We have all acquired new perceptions on how we can work, where and when we have to work. The move from fixed to fluid is a paradigm change which will render our existing system obsolete. My reflection on this was that this is particularly relevant for higher education and will impact greatly on our student population now and in their uncertain futures. This has to be an opportunity for change to the university estate, resolving issues of learning and teaching in unsuitable spaces that of student density, overcrowding. We're catering for diversity and inclusion. Maybe a complete rethink of teaching delivery. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it is just how effective digital tools can be for greater accessibility, collaboration, and for flipped learning. Consider expensive lecture theatres being replaced by socially distanced study areas, hopefully in the near future. Chris Kane went on to talk about those of us who are involved in the development of the workplace and learning spaces. We have a key challenge. The role of place is lessening. The habitual fixed location of working has been challenged. So we need to be reflective and ask ourselves, where is my office? For students and ourselves, the ability to collaborate is key and a fundamental requirement for success now and in the future. Perhaps we reframe the office as a social environment and an activity-based workspace. We must exercise choice as it suits our work-life balance and caters for individual needs. I'm sure many of us have asked ourselves the same question. Why have we spent so much time and money commuting just to sit behind a computer screen? The traditional adversarial conflicts seen in construction and in estates between design and operation or the physical and the digital, it's not sustainable. It doesn't suit the rapid pace of change that we're witnessing. So what is the blended solution to emerge from this pandemic? And I'd say this resonates with the idea of inclusive synchronous learning, which is derived from a hybrid model of learning and teaching, where some students are on campus and some are online. More of this in a future podcast. Chris went on to pose an intriguing question. Is the individual the new workplace? 
With all importance given to our physical well-being, this should go further and include our psychological and mental health. To remain as key objectives for employers, we have the opportunity to work in different settings. And this is part of inclusivity, a chance for opening up social mobility, such as with all the importance given to our physical well-being, this should go further and include our psychological and mental good health. These must remain key objectives for employers. As we're now working in different settings, this is all part of inclusivity and a chance for opening up social mobility, such as for parents who need to manage working and caring. It also opens up opportunities for international talent and wider collaboration. This pandemic has given us a rare opportunity to stand back, assess where we are and consider how we move on. I often use the phrase, slow down to speed up. Let's change the emphasis of the workplace from the benefit to the, the shareholder to the benefit of the stakeholder, i.e. you and me. Over the last months of the coronavirus, we've discovered that working from home is good for focused work. But most of us need social interaction as humans for collaboration and it doesn't suit everyone. Finally, I just want to note a few comments in the chat and comments in a chat is often a very interesting channel of, of information and communication alongside uh, a presentation. The worker from tomorrow doesn't want the company's process from today and tomorrow is now, changes the order of the day, change is now disruptive. A second quote, I thought, our, second quote, our thought process is that you can work from anywhere, but if you make the office a destination, again, it draws teams and cultures back together. People want the flexibility of being able to work from where works. People want the flexibility of being able to work from where it works best for them. The office has been changing since its start. This time around, it might be unforeseen and more extreme, but we can still embrace it. And finally, I really like this comment. We need to rehumanize our approach to work and life in general. And I think Chris also called this the new humanocracy. Tell me I did all that for nothing.